Welcome to the podcast of New City Church. We hope this podcast inspires you on your journey of inward and outward transformation. Please join us on Sundays. You can find more information on our website, grownewcity.church. God bless you. Good morning, New City. My name is Reverend Dana Newhauser. I use she, her, and hers pronouns, and I am the Minister of Public Witness at New City Church. Friends, I have a confession to make. This scripture from Proverbs is one that usually leaves me either completely tuned out or with sprained eyeballs from rolling them so much. Maybe it's because I've often heard it in the King James Version. Who can find a virtuous woman for her price is far above rubies? Maybe it's because of the interpretation of virtue that so frequently is heard at the funerals of women of a certain generation by cis-hetero men of a certain theological bent. Maybe it is the fact that you can buy countless versions of t-shirts that reference Proverbs 31, including one that says Mrs. 31, and then quotes some kind of cherry-picked lines of the scripture. Even beyond terrible translation, interpretation, and commodification, the description of the quote-unquote virtuous woman or quote-unquote competent wife still gets my hackles up. This woman is doing the most. She's bringing in food, making stuff with wool and flax, buying land, planting a vineyard, making clothes for everyone, caring for the needy, and the list goes on and on. Could she just, like, take a break, read a book or something? I mean, I want to take a nap just reading this scripture. And this superwoman trope gets twisted to the point of actually doing the work of the cis-heteropatriarchy. She's a trustworthy, faithful, helpmeet, think assistant or sidekick, who prepares healthy food for her family and sews all of their clothes and takes care of everyone and everything everywhere at all times forever and ever, amen. (sighs) Meanwhile, her husband, gets all his needs met and gets to sit at the city gates with the elders and eat homemade healthy snacks she packed in a cute bento and sent with him with enough to share and a cute little love note. Okay, maybe not the snack and the love note, but you get what I'm saying. Complementarianism is the theological belief that the husband is supposed to be the head of the family and that men and women have different but complementary roles, as though women are literally literally there to complete men. Complementarianism and its close friend, cis-heteropatriarchal subordination, just love to lift the virtuous woman up as a model wife. Rachel Held Evans, the beloved progressive Christian author, may her memory be a blessing, wrote in a blog post, quote, Proverbs 31 should not be interpreted prescriptively as a job description for all women. Its purpose is to celebrate wisdom in action, 
not to instruct women everywhere to get married, have children, and take up the loom. Okay, but I'll just add, unless you want to, right? So says the married mother of three who sews and knits. Hmm. Anywho, in some scholars' reading of the text, the woman of Proverbs 31 is viewed as an archetype. Okay, that helps take the edge off just a little, but the text is so often used as a weapon against women. But what does this archetypal woman have to share with us all today? Not just those in attendance at evangelical women's conferences, but the whole of us, inclusive of all genders and regardless of marital status. As we look more closely at the woman of Proverbs 31, we can see that she is so much more than just the happy homemaker. She has agency. Unlike what the complementarian preaching would have us believe, she is not just in charge of the domestic sphere, deputized by her husband. She's not just the moon to his sun reflecting his light. She's not just a derivative of the head of household. She is using her gifts to create the conditions for communal flourishing. Dr. Will Gaffney, a scholar of Hebrew scripture, offers a helpful alternate translation of verse 10. Who can find a woman of warrior strength? Warrior strength, you say? Mm, tell me more, please. The Hebrew that has been variously translated as virtuous woman, good wife, or competent wife is eshet shayil. Notably, the word shayil is most commonly used to mean military power or physical strength. So basically, the Proverbs 31 woman is a badass. It says right there, her arms are powerful. She's not just doing endless reps in the gym with the cute pink dumbbells. She is strong and fully embodied as she works the land, cares for community, and creates for her family. Now, most of the other uses of Chayil in scripture are about men and military power. Think conquering armies and the like. Unlike the death-dealing ways of military power, the woman of warrior strength uses her physical strength in generative and life-giving ways. She's out there working the land, spinning the wool, making the cloth, packing the bentos. Beyond the exhaustive list, or should I say the exhausting list of what she does, how she does all those things is at least as important. Through daily acts of faithfulness, integrity, compassion, strength, and wisdom, she is building deep relationships with creation, with community, with kin, for the sake of mutual flourishing. With which action, with each action, 
And uh, by the way, did you catch all the verbs in that scripture? With each action she is doing for others without losing herself in the process. The final verse includes the phrase, let her deeds or works praise her. Yeah, her husband and kids get in some words of blessing and praise for her. But what does it mean for her works to praise her? I keep going back to her hands-on and creative approach. She plants and harvests. She gathers and spins. She weaves and sews. She is generative in ways far beyond her role as wife and mother. She is creative, not just procreative. The thread of care from ground to garment speaks of a commitment to an ecosystem of flourishing. And in turn, that ecosystem may speak in praise of her works. So the question that's settled into my spirit is, do my works praise me? Or collectively, do our works praise us? I survey my own connections to creation, community, and kin, and wonder, to what do those relationships testify? Through prayer and spiritual practice, I do think I'm developing a posture that brings my focus back to God and God's beloveds, creation, community, and kin, that both support me and hold me accountable for how and what I do. I mean, let's be real, I will always fall short of what the Proverbs 31 woman has done, but I can see the seeds of connection beginning to sprout. The larger ecosystem in which I dwell may be, frankly, a hot mess, but through deepening relationships, my God-centered hope continues to grow. My hope grows even more when I zoom out to see the ways New City's works and ways are impacting creation, community, and kin, both near and far. So as a society, the works in relation to creation would more likely be condemnation rather than commendation. Climate change is still a conversation seemingly up for debate while actively causing chaos, creating climate refugees, and wreaking havoc on literal ecosystems. The gatherings of unhoused people in pockets across Minneapolis speak more of curse than blessing. Encampments testify to the lack of political will or the excess of political won't that creates the conditions of scarcity in housing, healthcare, and harm reduction. And yet, I see the connections between people and the community growing as mutual aid becomes a regular practice and some needs are being met daily with care and compassion. But friends, do we stop at mutual aid or are we tending 
to mutual flourishing. The way the wise warrior princess of Proverbs 31 has demonstrated for us. Just a side note, election day is Tuesday, November 2nd, so don't forget to vote. From care of creation to care of community and back. The woman of Proverbs 31, with her physical and metaphorical strength, spins a thread that honors the earth and all its people. Maybe the lessons she has to teach are less about weaving cloth and more about weaving connections to God, to creation, and to one another. Through our daily acts of faithfulness, integrity, compassion, strength, and wisdom, might we continue to build deeper relationships with creation, with our community, and with our kin for the sake of mutual flourishing. Okay, friends, let's be real. I am far more likely to wear a t-shirt that says, knitting is not a hobby, it is a post-apocalyptic life skill, than one that labels me Mrs. 31. But maybe I'll stop rolling my eyes quite so much and actually tune in to the wisdom of the warrior princess of Proverbs 31. Amen.